Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Bavarian Podcast Works preview show, Der Ausblick. My name is Chuck Smith and I will be walking you through the upcoming match between league champion Bayern Munich and SC Freiburg. Obviously this one will be an exciting match for quite a few reasons. Uh, many people might not understand why so many fans are are up and kind of excited for this one considering Bayern Munich wrapped up the league title last week. But uh, there are plenty of reasons to watch here, and not the least of which is Robert Lewandowski's chase of Gerd Muller's Bundesliga goal-scoring record. Uh, I think that is the primary reason most people will be tuning in, but there are plenty of others. So let's get right to it. And I am uh, <clears throat> going to apologize right off the bat if my Delco accent is in full force. I have been watching Mayor of Easttown and... As you uh, probably know if you've read this site or listened to this podcast before, I am a Delco native. So you will probably see some of that seeping in over the course of time. And I'll apologize if you are just Delcoed out. Uh, as you know, Delco is a lifestyle. It's not just a location. So let's get moving with the Bayern Munich coverage. And let's see where they're at in the table, which is, of course, at the top the league champions have 23 wins, 5 draws, and 4 losses. Over the course of their last 5 games, they have 3 wins, 1 draw, and 1 loss. Most recently, they picked up a dominant 6-0 victory over Borussia Mönchengladbach last week, in which we saw Robert Lewandowski get a hat trick and push him to 39 goals on the season, and that will be a very important figure, as we will talk about later in this podcast. As for the home team in this match, SC Freiburg, they have 12 wins, 8 draws, and 12 losses. They are sitting at 9th place in the Bundesliga table, and over the course of their last 5 games, they have 2 wins, 1 draw, and 2 losses. Most recently, they picked up a 4-1 victory over FC Cologne, and Freiburg is one of those teams that is, uh, they can be a real handful for Bayern Munich. Uh, and not the uh, and one of the primary reasons really is the manager Christian Strike, who is, in my mind, one of the most underrated managers in all of football. What he does from season to season with a revolving cast of characters, often young players or veterans who are down on their luck, uh, Strike is able to really uh, just get the most out of his teams from year to year. I mean, in reality, Freiburg really should have no business being even as high as ninth in the table. They are a club that whenever they seem to get a star player, uh, that player will get sold within a year or two. And the, the constant turnover with those star type players is just one of those things that Strike has to deal with. And he does it with a plum. He always is able to strategize a way to make his teams competitive, even when the league is uh, really deep, which I think it is this year. So uh, big kudos to Strike and what he has done with Freiburg. Can they match up with Bayern Munich in this one? I think they can, but I also think this one uh, has potential for Bayern Munich to run away with it. So uh, let's just take a quick look at some of the key injuries. And as for Freiburg, they really, uh, at this point in the season, I wouldn't say anyone... Uh, given the players that are out is necessarily key at this stage. Uh, some of those players have been out a while. And I think as far as health goes, Freiburg is in a very good spot. Obviously, uh, 
With that in mind, uh, they are going to be a strong challenge to Bayern Munich. As for the Bavarians, uh, Leon Goretzka, of course, picked up another injury last week. Uh, muscle tear in what was described as the back of his thigh. We did see the news that after a second MRI, the news was promising, and it looks like he will be able to begin rehab and hopefully get back before the Euros this summer. That is his target. That is his goal. And we will see if he can make that happen. Obviously, a muscle tear is nothing to scoff at. So we will see if Goretzka can make that work. Uh, Tange Nianzu is not injured, but he did get a red card last week. So he is out for the remainder of the season. This was a very uneventful initial campaign for Nianzu in uh, Bavaria. <laughs> Obviously, uh, the youngster came over from PSG with a lot of promise. Uh, uh, combo center back, uh, defensive midfielder Nianzu spent most of this season injured, uh, just multiple injuries over the course of the season, and they seemed to just stack on top of each other. He never was really able to get in a rhythm. When he did get on the field, uh, he was okay at times. It turned in a, you know, he had some good performances, but also had some sloppy performances as well. And I think he's got a lot of room for growth in his game. Excellent potential, excellent talent, but he it looks like he needs more game time at a top level to really acclimate himself into the Bundesliga. And I think that Nianzu has that potential that everyone talks about, but uh, he just needs a lot more refinement. We'll see if he can get that next season under Julian Nagelsmann. If he cannot, he might be a candidate for a loan in the future. I just don't know at this point what formation Nagelsmann will use and what kind of role Nianzu will have. There are so many cards that could fall between now and, the, now and then as far as players coming in, players going out. It's really impossible to speculate. But one thing that we know is Nianzu needs to be a little bit more uh, cautious when he's on the pitch and avoid silly challenges in bad spots. So hopefully he can make that growth in his game uh, in the near future. Uh, one other player that is definitely not going to be available is Douglas Costa, who has been nursing a foot injury. And there are some reports out there in which uh, Costa has allegedly either left Germany or is planning to leave Germany. Uh, word out of Brazil is that he will be signing a contract with Grêmio and that he has already bought a house uh, in Brazil. So we will see if that all really amounts to anything. Uh, it's really tough to tell if Costa has already left or if that's just the conjecture that's out there. Either way, he will not be on the roster. And as we could all probably agree on, that was a terrible loan move. Uh, Costa brought nothing to the table this year. Uh, he complained about his playing time via social media. He... Uh, was not good when he was on the pitch. He's very inconsistent. Honestly, it was very reminiscent of his first tenure here, where you could see that tantalizing potential, uh, you know, and really like really good skill set. I mean, obviously he's got tremendous foot skills, but um, just was not a good player here. And uh, I think that you know when we look back at this season and we want to analyze, you know, how the team ended up where it did, how it was eliminated from the Champions League and the Pokal. I think you look at little moves like that, that uh, they add up and Costa's inability to come in and provide any type of veteran presence, any type of really impact from the wing position was a killer. 
And you don't really need to look far back into the past to see what a uh, impact veteran winger could be because Ivan Perisic came in just the season ago and was excellent in that role. And I, and I would say he was one of the key figures in helping Bayern Munich win uh, a treble in the 2019-2020 season. He was excellent uh, in not just filling the void when Serge Gnabry or Kingsley Coman were out, but he was able to come in and, and really just impact games with his defensive awareness, defensive hustle, willingness to defend, and his ability to contribute offensively. I think Bayern missed those things. As we've talked about many times, it was an inconsistent season for all of uh, Bayern's wingers, with the exception of probably Jamal Musiala, who only recently has started to get more run out there at the position. So I think Perisic, uh, he was a, a player they really missed this year. And I kind of wonder what things would have been like if Perisic was able to work out a deal with Bayern, if Inter Milan was able to uh, figure out a more reasonable sum to keep Perisic here. Uh, I, I wonder how things would have worked out differently because I think Perisic was just one of those bench players that Bayern missed. They they did not get anything really from their bench over the course of this season, and, and it hurt. It hurt. You know, we could go on for hours talking about the summer transfer window and the signings uh, that Brazo made. Uh, I guess it was last fall in reality, given the pandemic pushing everything back. But uh, Perisic is one of those players who I, I think Byron really, really just missed. Um, but back to this weekend's game, uh, the big focus on it, obviously, uh, for everyone, and it should be for fans inside and outside of Germany, is Robert Lewandowski's pursuit of the Bundesliga scoring record. With 39 goals, Lewandowski is just one behind Gerd Muller's record and two from breaking it. If there is a game where Lewandowski could potentially break through and get a brace or a hat trick, it's probably this one. Uh, it's no kind of slight to Freiburg. Freiburg is a fine team. They are a disciplined team. Uh, they really are excellent at executing the game plans that Christian Strike rolls out for them. And they have, over the course of time, given Bayern some problems. So the one thing that I, that I think could leave uh, Lewandowski with a little bit of hope for how to effectively get the job done this weekend is Strike typically will not just park the bus and... Uh, play for a tie, or try and limit the damage. He will usually start out having his team play the game. Now, if Freiburg is able to get out to a lead, he's going to go after those three points, and then he will back it in. But for the most part, he will go out and he will try and play with Bayern Munich. And I think that that will absolutely help Lewandowski in this quest to try and get the record. And I think... Um, you know, we all got a little bit of a scare this week when Lewandowski left training early. Obviously, the initial reports stated that he left with an injury, so everyone kind of started to freak out. You started to see the online reaction, and, and everyone uh, really was like, you know, really lamenting the situation and kind of going right back into the woe is me kind of category with things. But uh, it turns out, if you believe Bayern Munich, that Lewandowski was fine. This was a pre-planned precautionary measure to get him healthy or keep him healthy, I should say. And, uh, you know, all we can do is take them at their word that Lewandowski was 
uh, you know, that he was uh, aware this was going to happen. Uh, obviously, the initial build report stated that Lewandowski looked irritated when leaving the pitch. So, I mean, that's always something that we're kind of at the mercy of what the reporter for build uh, thinks at the time. I mean, Lewandowski could have been grimacing at anything. I mean, someone could have told a bad joke. He could have just been unhappy to have to leave at that point. Uh, so it was easy to see why um, the speculation immediately went to uh, Lewandowski being injured. But it turns out he is allegedly okay and will be in a good spot to challenge for the record this weekend. So uh, when looking at his season, I think you really just have to appreciate everything and uh, just realize that this is a guy who has not just uh, had one of the most spectacular seasons that I've ever seen, uh, but but has really gone out and done everything that you could ask him to do. This is a player who not only is just leaves everything on the field for every game, he's grown into a leader on this team. He's become extremely dependable. Uh, some of the, I guess, the bouts of immaturity that he might have had earlier in his career are gone. This is a player that I think not only uh, his teammates can look up to and admire, but the opposition. I think everyone um, has really, really uh, come to appreciate Lewandowski and what he was able, what he has been able to do. Uh, he is one of the players that. Um, really, I think, impacts the game in just global football. He is a person you have to account for. He, and it's not just his goal scoring or his leadership. He is an excellent He's an excellent passer. He, he does press. He gets back defensively. He is, he is a player that I think that not just, you know, professionals can look at, but I think kids should really watch him play. The insane amount of attention, the detail that he has, the passion that he plays with, the preparation. I mean, this is a guy that takes his job seriously. It's not just the 90 minutes that he's on the pitch. He is working to get better and help his game evolve over the course of every day. Uh, you know, we'd like to have a lot of laughs about the dessert before dinner stories that we've seen. And obviously that is kind of funny that he and his wife have kind of found some kind of advantage to having your dessert before dinner with the way your body absorbs uh, the food. And, and I guess uh, it kind of, I don't even know the right word to use with it, but just how the body reacts to that. And uh, for whatever reason, you know, he, he does this and we think it's kind of funny, but, you know, listen, it's working for him, whether that's mental or it's got some real scientific basis. The, whatever the guy is doing, you, you really can't challenge because he's been so successful. And I think one thing that we can all kind of look at and kind of just be bitter about to this day is, you know, picking up that knee injury against Andorra during the international break. I was really, really uh, disappointing, to be honest. Uh just to think about what he could have done over the course of this season. I mean, it's it's incredible. He was in such good form that uh, you know it, you wonder what what would have been possible with him. Would they have been able to knock off PSG in advance, and and what would have happened from there? I mean, this is again, this is a player that is at the top of his game. He is incredible, or has been incredible, in so many ways that, I mean, it's, it's really hard to think that this is a player that 
that would have failed in any way. I mean, he he was poised not just to show the world what he can do and and, and finally get that Ballon d'Or, which he was robbed of uh, last season. Uh, but he, this was his time, and just to see his season kind of interrupted with such an unfortunate injury was was really devastating i think not just for him or his teammates or his club but for fans in general i mean to see a, a season like this it was something special so i think we were definitely uh let down by that injury and, and hopefully uh, you know Lewandowski is able to break the record this weekend because he deserves it quite frankly with with how he has built his career and where he came from and how he rose to this point uh, there is no more deserving candidate to break Gerd Muller's record than Robert Lewandowski. So cycling back to this game, uh, I'm going to give you a quick guess at the lineup here. Uh, Manuel Neuer, goal. Uh, the center back combination I'm expecting to be Luca Hernandez and Jerome Boateng. Alfonso Davies and Benjamin Pavard outside back. I think the double pivot this week will be David Alaba and Joshua Kimmich. I would expect the wingers to be Kingsley Coman and Serge Gnabry. Uh, I would then also expect to see Lewandowski leading out front and Thomas Muller right behind him. This would obviously put Jamal Musiala, Nicholas Sula, Quarantan Tolisso, Javi Martinez, and Leroy Sané all on the bench. Uh, it is not out of the realm of possibility that we see all of those players either in the starting lineup or... Uh, coming on a sub, so uh, I'm not super worried about that. I think Hansi Flick will continue to push the right buttons and get the right players around Lewandowski to help him break the record. But, um, you know, the wing situation all season has kind of been a guessing game. Flick seems to kind of ride the hot hand. Uh, in my mind, Musiala is that hot hand, but I think uh, Flick also knows the right time when to call on upon call upon his veterans and his uh, more experienced players, and I think that's the way he will lean. As far as a prediction goes for this week, I'm going to go Bayern Munich 4, SC Freiburg 0. I think Bayern is riding high. I think they are extremely confident. I think they are motivated. They want to help Robert Lewandowski get the record, and they want to close this season out in a strong way for Hansi Flick. Uh, he is a manager who these players uh not just appreciate, but they also deeply, deeply respect him and like him. Even little gestures this week, like Flick allowing the players to have their families stay in the quarantine or the hotel that the team has been using for quarantine. I think those are the little things that add up that when you look at a coach and how he impacts his roster or relates to his players, those are the little things that help players uh go above and beyond for their manager. And not all managers make that connection with their players. In fact, very few do. Uh, too many coaches or managers worldwide, I don't want to say they act like dictators, but they don't get the relationship part. They don't get the relationship building with the players and how much more you can extract from players when you maintain a good, healthy relationship with them with an open line of communication and Flick has been a master of that. And as I've said many times, I think that is the biggest key that he has brought to Bayern Munich. And it's one that I hope Julian Nagelsmann can continue with if Nagelsmann does not uh, establish those relationships and can continue to build them and, and help them evolve. He's going to struggle here. He's a young guy and he's going to need to really rely on communication 
He's going to to need to to build relationships with his, especially with his veterans, that will help him extract the most out of them, like Hansi Flick was able to. So. You got me at 4-0. I hope that is what the score ends up. I'm predicting a brace for Robert Lewandowski. I think he will get the job done in this game. And listen, let's just prepare for a good one. Let's have some fun. This is the penultimate game of the Bundesliga season. We are just, uh, you know, we are left with just two games left before we are stuck in the offseason, which means we'll be bombarded with transfer rumors and Euro coverage, Euros coverage. So, Let's enjoy this the next couple of weeks, and uh, let's have some fun. As always, thanks for listening. This has been Chuck Smith. You can reach me at The Barrel Blog on Twitter. You can catch all of my work on BavarianFootballWorks.com. We appreciate everything you guys do. Every download of the podcast, every view of our posts uh, is greatly appreciated. We love interacting with you. So let's have some fun this weekend, and we will see you next time.